Ride like the wind, bullseye! Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones podcast. We are two brothers. Yes, we are. And we love movies. Oh, yeah, we do. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. And this week, are, we are continuing in our Toy Story talk and talking about the epic sequel to Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2. It's Whoa. the same crew. It's the same actors. Lassiter's back. Lassiter's Tom back Hanks, behind the helm. Tim Allen. It's a good crew. Mm-hmm. Very excited to talk about it. And uh, this was one that we were both really curious to watch again because I don't think that either of us really remember this movie that well. It's not one of those that I've seen very recently. I think I watched no, it. yeah, it's been a long time for me. I long, watched it a lot time. when I was younger. I mean, I know I've seen this movie a handful of times, but it it wasn't largely important to me. I think that the video game was probably more important. I've to seen me Toy Story actual. 1 a lot. This movie, maybe 10 times in my life. Yeah. I don't know, Toy Story 3 one time in my life. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you for sure. I've seen Toy Story 1 a lot, Toy Story 2 a handful of times, and Toy Story 3 once. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, crazy into Toy Story either, but no. I do I do yeah. enjoy them. I think that they're very good Well, now movies. watching them again, yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're very fun. And uh, this one was, I think that I had built it up in my mind expecting it to be, like, incredible because I was just like, I remember Toy Story 2 being something. Are these general thoughts? Or are these what? These are my general thoughts, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. Right, right. Yeah, I'm diving right into it. Whoa. And, whoa. And this one, uh, it was good. I really liked it. I think it's a solid sequel. Do you think it's better than Toy Story 1? How was the date last night, Dave? It was good. Uh, it was <laughs> fine. <laughs> no. it was... Well, do you like it more than do you like it more than Toy Story? No, not a chance. School of Rock, no doubt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just wrap it up there. Um, yeah. No, um I uh I get on board with this entire movie. And up until Jesse's song, when somebody loves you, um, it's amazing. And then, I don't know, we'll, t- we'll talk more about it. There's just things near the end of this movie that are just a little unbelievable for me. Like, it's hard for me to be like, that would not happen. Yeah. You know? And there's things in Toy Story 1 as well, but they're more, you can grasp onto it a little bit easier. But yeah, this, this movie, there's just things near the end that I was like, oh, wow, they decided to do that. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it was mm-hmm. a bit much for me as well. Um, but I do love this movie, and I think that I think that the progression of the storyline is actually extremely interesting. Um, yeah. Because the first yeah. movie is very much about Woody and Buzz, and it's kind of like a buddy road trip movie where they're trying yep. to get themselves out of this situation. And Buzz is the superstar. You've <laughs> seen him on TV, and you've seen him being, you know, some famous toy guy, so that kills Woody, so then in this one, the arc is like, whoa, I'm not just a loser cowboy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that it's very much, you know, like the first movie is about Woody coming to terms with the fact that there is another toy in Andy's life. And for Buzz, it's very much about the fact 
that he's discovering that he's a toy and then he's not yeah. like a spaceman. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so he's having the, like an identity crisis. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, oh my gosh, I'm not what I think I am. And so, but this one I think is very, very interesting in the progression in which they chose is that, you know, in a, in a world where toys are alive, they are easily discarded. And so how do you come to terms with that? And for Woody, is it worth it to spend a little bit more time with Andy or spend, you know, however long they would Eternity end up being with in that the Tokyo Roundup Museum. Gang. Yeah, just being adored by people but never actually loved and played with, right? Yep. And I think yep. that... You just being a glass case. Yeah, I think it's a good analogy for life in general, right? You know, it's like yeah. the only real thing that ends up being important is the people that you surround yourself with and the people that oh you gosh. love, right? Yeah. And so is it more important to devote yourself to, you know, a job or a profession or Jeez. to a hobby or something like that? Or do you try to spend as much time as you can with the people that you love. The people that you love. And I think that that's, this movie is very it's good. beautiful, David. Never, <laughs> it's that was really something. No, and that's, well, that's the thing is that this movie is fine. You know, like I watched it when I was little and I remember being like, yeah, that was a really fun movie. But then when you start to break down like the individual characters in this yeah, movie. Yeah, the core of it. Yeah. It's so good. It's really good. <laughs> it's yeah. really well written. So, I mean, I don't think it's as entertaining as the first one, but I think as far as like. I think there's a lot in here that we can dive into. Yeah. I yeah. think as far as a continuation of the storyline, I'm, I'm a they big They did a fan. good job. Um, But a couple of things about this movie, though, that I think are really interesting because we talked about John Lasseter being involved in yeah. A Bug's Life, right? And pretty much the entire crew from Toy Story 1 moved on to do a bug life and then they kind of had just the other group of you know like kind of like the b team or something like that working on um toy story 2 yeah and a big part of what disney had done so far and pixar's you know pixar and disney have a uh, they're cooperating with these first five pixar films um and they don't disney doesn't really do sequels right anything that they do as far as sequels yeah just this direct is like, to dvd yeah and they were thinking about doing Was the there same an aladdin thing. 2 or something like that there's aladdin 2 um what is it there's a aladdin prince of no <laughs> prince of thieves that's robin hood prince of um, persia there's like uh there's an aladdin something king of thieves i think it is oh, okay and then jafar's return i think jafar's return was the second one and then King of Thieves was the oh third one. Oh my goodness. And just... the the King of Thieves was actually Aladdin's dad, I think. And Aladdin's well, getting what's married. With that? I mean, did the did those do well? Were those well, I mean, they're just straight, or anything dude, like they're that? Just they're, straight, just... they're just straight to DVD movies, and that's what they did with all of them. Like Mulan has a straight to DVD sequel. Like Tarzan, I think, has a straight to DVD sequel. Yeah, it's sequel. like check this out if you want to. You <laughs> yeah, know, no, it's like, really they, not a big deal, but they didn't if you're do interested. big theatrical releases, and that's just kind of the thing. Also, just but real Toy quick, Story. Aladdin 3 has uh, this party here in Agrabah, and the party's just for me. Just had to get that out. Um, but it was a fun song. I remember it. Uh, Nobody else does, so <laughs> somebody, somebody does. It's a party there, and somebody does that's listening to this, and they're gonna be like, okay. "Gosh, I forgot about that song entirely." Gosh, I love that song. I'm gonna put it on my playlist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, you tell but, me. <laughs> <laughs> but so at this point, um, Toy Story Two is kind of a wreck. Like it's like it's not going well. The people that are writing it and the people that are trying to come up with mm -hmm. it are like, this movie's not very good so far. And so John Lasseter comes in and he brings, you know, everybody Genius. from he brings in everybody from a bug's life and he tells Disney, like, give me like six months and I will make this a good movie that you can release theatrically and it'll make a ton of money and it will be great. 
And so they're like, okay. And I think that there was a moment what where What are you going to do, John? Well, and they, yeah. he was like, give me a weekend and I'll rewrite it and I'll give you something we can work with. And then he brought that to them and he was like, this is the story. This is what we have planned. Give us six months and we'll, you know, we'll knock this out of the park. And they did. And then they I did. think that they, they ended absolutely up, did. I think they ended up having a year or something like that. And like everybody, you know, it was like done to their heads, <laughs> like working like yeah. overtime, yeah. just horrifying, just the worst, uh, Woody's roundup. No, <laughs> yeah, <Again>. exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's such a fun and like enjoyable movie and Pixar movies are so fun, but you imagine that there are people just sitting there behind computer slaving, screens, just furiously like typing and editing and just going nuts. Just like, Oh my gosh, click, I've click, been click, locked click. in here for 14 hours. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're just sitting there in front of a yeah. computer screen for an endless amount of time. Much like uh, computer animators for video games nowadays. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Even absolutely. Those deadlines. It's sa- it seems like it'd be a really fun thing. But then when you think about what they're actually doing, the monotony of you're just- not playing the games, you're making the games. Yeah. You're like animating frame by frame. Freaking yeah, buzz. Like you work for wings. video games. That's like the coolest job ever. It's like, no, <laughs> I have to really try here. <laughs> yeah. I animate so much and it's insane. So, yep. um, but this, this is a good, it's a fun movie. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about, because I think we talked about Tom or Tom Hanks a little bit last time. Yeah. We talked yep. about him enough. I want to do a deep dive into Tim Allen. I think that oh, we should look boy, at Tim Allen's career here. I know it. I know. Because it's he's an interesting guy. He does home improvement, right? And that's yep. kind of his big thing. I think that that's what really ends up getting him famous, right? Yeah. Santa Claus. He was doing that for a while. Let me look at this. Let me find it. Yeah, that started in 1991, and then he has the Santa Claus, 1994, Santa Claus. Your favorite. Second favorite uh, Christmas movie. Then he does Toy Story. That's the second one. So pretty much he's a TV star that he just gets asked to do this. Um, And then he does Toy Toy Story, then Jungle to Jungle. Remember that one? Oh, hey, how are you? Fine, thanks. How are you? No, you're thinking of Chevy Chase in uh, Man of the House. Yeah. Yeah, nice Jonathan Taylor Thomas. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, nice try, bud. Nice uh, try, buddy. Oh, okay, so here you go. Toy Story 2 comes out in 1999. Galaxy Quest, 1999 as well. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on Galaxy? Do you like Galaxy? Galaxy? Yeah, I yeah, love that's I was... Galaxy Quest. I know you do. It's the best. When was the last time you, you tried? It? You tried showing it to me like a couple years ago, and we only got about halfway through it. I was not that into it. Dude, I think that you would like it if you just watched it again. I don't know. It's that fantastic. Like a bit of a quest for it's me. It's got Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Tony Rockwell. Tony Shalhoub, I forgot about that. Tony Shalhoub's incredible. He has my favorite line of the movie. Hey guys, things are getting pretty bad down here. It's near <laughs> the end of the movie. It's amazing. Um, but then, then uh, Tim Allen starts to do some more interesting career choices. Joe, somebody, Big Trouble, which I don't remember very much. I don't Christmas remember that with either. The Cranks. Uh, not bad. Matthew Broderick, right? Uh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Right. I think it's got it's Dan Matthew Aykroyd. Broderick. Oh no! Then never mind. Yeah, it's like the maybe warring the Matthew, families. May, maybe the Matthew Broderick one is a different one. With yeah, somebody I think else. that is. Then Wild Hogs. You ever seen Wild Hogs? Uh uh-uh. uh Me neither. Interesting. But what do you think of Tim Allen's performance in these movies, though? How do you think he is? is From a vocal like, performance, I was actually I was watching something. Uh, an interview with Mark Hamill earlier 
just talking about all of his stuff, you know, um, the Joker, Fire Lord Ozai. He does something in Castle in the Sky, a Hayao Miyazaki film. Um, and uh, just laying out how hard it really is, you know, and, and the deadlines that they give you. And, you know, you walk into a room and be like, I think I want him to sound kind of like this and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, no, we like it. We just don't really like the lisps that you did. And we don't really like anything you did at all. So change it in the next 20 minutes, you know. <laughs> um, luckily for Tim Allen, I'm sure it's just kind of like he gets to just be Tim Allen in this role, just a little bit pepped up and Buzz Lightyear E. Mm-hmm. And so... um I think he does great. I mean, him and Tom Hanks are just fantastic. By Toy Story Two, they're starting to probably just master. Yeah, this, I think, and I think thing. so. I mean, Tom, in. Tom Hanks kind of does just the manic Tom Hanks, you know, like stressed out. Tom Hanks. Wow. Another thing that I notice about this movie is that I feel like Tom Hanks is cranked up to eleven the entire time. Yeah, like Tom Hanks never says anything quietly as Woody. Yeah, Woody is yeah. a very loud person. He's always just like, "Can you believe it? Ride like the wind, bullseye!" and like yeah. just going off on like everything. Um, but Tim Allen, I think that the success, at least of the first one, is that because I mean, you know, like what what is Buzz Lightyear? He's a spaceman, he's a character whatever a like space is he a Star Ranger. Wars guy. He's probably more like a Star Trek character. So, Tim Allen kind of plays him like William Shatner. Don't you think? He yeah, just kind of plays that like smooth Star devoted Command. to his job. Yes. Star Command. Come in Star Command. You know, it's very it's very smooth and it's very good and I think that that's where that Buzz Lightyear character is so good and yeah. the voice acting is is so great um and in this movie something that i initially noticed was that i was less engaged with buzz lightyear at the beginning of the movie because he's just like you know that's the whole transformation yeah, now, that now he's just now he's just a toy he's just like what's up i'm buzz i'm part of the gang now <laughs> yeah exactly and it loses its appeal because you're like the funnest part of buzz lightyear at the begin in the first movie was that he didn't, you know, he was playing Buzz Lightyear. He wasn't just Buzz the toy, right? And so yeah. they do a brilliant thing in this Which movie. Which brings into question, like, why did they decide to bring in another Buzz Lightyear in this movie that's, like, unaware? It's probably just because that's a theme that is just so much fun to play with. Yeah, exactly. But then the, they took it away from, you know, the real Buzz or whatever. When they bring in the other Buzz Lightyear. Miles it, Finch. It's so yep. much more fun, right? Yep. Yeah. No, he's great. That's the Buzz Lightyear that you... Who voices him? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh... (laughs) They just get Ray Romano for the other Buzz Lightyear. They're like, geez, they didn't really sound the same. Well, that also is kind of curious to me. Like, are all the the toys... Do they have the same voice, you know? If you got, like, 50 Buzz Lightyears in a room, would they all just be Tim Allen? And one of the battery things would be a little bit funky. I'm sure, and it'd be like, oh, Buzz Lightyear, you know, in and sure. out kind of. Different, different things. <laughs> like, this one's broken. <laughs> Gosh. Does Buzz Lightyear require batteries to be alive? Has to. No, I don't think so. Yeah, right. Well, then it's just going to die eventually. His wings are popping out. He has laser beams that are shooting light. That, he has, yes. Of, he has a voice yeah. thing. The voice you know. stuff and the laser being sure, but the. I think that that's But, like, just, his actual wings is just, yeah, it's just a... That can be snap-on. Snap contraption. On, We're think. both doing shoulder movements now. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's that. It's just moving your shoulders up and down, something yeah. of, of that nature. Um, but, yes, I think it's very good that they bring in another Buzz Lightyear to make it more interesting because Buzz is a little bit boring at the beginning of this movie. But then yes, he Buzz. does he does get on the scent, right? Like, when Woody gets taken and stuff, he's on the scent and he's ready to go. And that's... And he's when real you, good. And that's when you that's start when enjoying he, yeah. Buzz Lightyear, when he's got, like... 
when he has a mission. Buzz Lightyear is a toy that needs a mission. When he's just hanging out and being buddy-buddy, he's not that entertaining, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anything else? Randy Newman, music's really good in this movie. Randy Newman. Yeah, it's actually really good. And the song, the, the solo song isn't Randy Newman. It's, uh... Was that it? written by Randy Newman, though? It's Sarah McLaughlin. Could have right? been. It's Sarah McLaughlin. Courtesy of Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, shoot. I wish I would have looked that up, though. Mm. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. But uh, the beginning of this movie is one of the most epic intros to a Pixar film ever. Like, this totally blew my mind. Because um, it comes in yeah. <laughs> really strong, right? It pulled up Alan Jackson. Country star, when somebody loves you. What did he play so, that sometime? Oh, I, no, no, it's like I a different. Think so I'm just yeah. When somebody loves you. No, I don't know. That could be fun for a male to perform that song. So, um, but the intro with Buzz Lightyear doing the whole mission against Zerg and all of that stuff. I think that that's another key idea here, and a key thing about this movie is that they're like, yeah, let's intro it with Buzz Lightyear actually on a mission and actually going to fight against Emperor yeah, Zerg. and this is the thing, because I actually, I watched it um, earlier today. All it says is Sarah McLaughlin. I don't know. I'm not finding anything. Um, but uh, I watched it again uh, a little bit today. And there's, last night I didn't remember when I watched it that this was a dream. I, got, I, I don't know. I didn't know what was happening. So I was just like, oh, okay, geez, it's just throwing you right in there. And it's awesome. This first set piece is incredible. Um, but I did notice today when I rewatched it, like Buzz is landing on the planet and you can see on the bottom of his shoe, there's no Andy. Right. Um, yeah. You know, little things like that to where you're like, uh, you know, if you, if, if I would have noticed that last night, I would have been like, Oh, this is something, but I had no idea. And it's so good. Yeah, man. It's flying through like the caverns and stuff. Very star Wars esque, which they reference a ton in this movie. I only count the one star Wars reference. Is there anything else? I might have another thing. Hmm. Um, but it's great. I mean, he lands and he's like, no sign of intelligent life anywhere. He blows up all those things and then he runs in there and they do have. The, oh, the Star Wars the, reference. Sorry, I just thought of it. Um, Buzz is on that planet in the beginning and he has his helmet closed and it zooms in. It's like from his perspective and it's going. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're right. It does have yeah. that. Nice. Good. Good pick, dude. Good work. I noticed that. Yeah. Thank you, David. Also, there's a 2001 A Space Odyssey reference when he's oh, really? hopping across the little um, the little hovering pads, and he hops on the first one, and it goes, bam, 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 bam. It's great. And then it falls. I was so excited when he did there's, that. There's little things in this. I was really analyzing it last night, and like he gets down into that little dungeon thing, and the doors close. And they stop like just before they're completely closed to show a Z outline. Yeah, like, dude, Zerg, I was. And then I'm a closes. big fan of that. That was cool. You know, stuff like that is is sick. Yeah, I was into it. No, I mean, and that's like whenever whenever they decided to write this intro scene, they went all out on this thing. It's yeah. so epic, yeah. and that's I think that that's kind of like Pixar and John Lasseter being like, check out how cool we can make this though. You yeah. know, like. This yeah. is what a Buzz Lightyear movie would look like. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. And pretty- sorry to reference it again, but Incredibles two, the motorcycle scene, it feels like something like that. It's like check out how far we can push this technology and mm-hmm. how awesome we can make this. You know? Well, and that's and that's another thing is that you know Toy Story one, 
the animation, I mean, it's great. It's the first animated movie, right? But it doesn't look quite as good yeah. as it does yeah. at this point. And Bugs yeah. Life, you know, Bugs Life stepped it up quite a bit. You know, it's, and it's another getting big there. notch. By the, and, and Toy Story 2, it's like, okay, you guys got this down pretty well, right? Yep. And so, and we're going to talk about Monsters, Inc. and Finding Nemo, but by the time you get to Monsters, Inc., Fi- especially well, yeah. Finding Nemo, yeah. it's Finding just Nemo. like, okay, you can do whatever you want, Outrageous. and it's going to look incredible. It's like, yep. you can do whatever you want, and it's going to look great with this animation. So I think that that's, it's really cool. And this scene, definitely, they were demonstrating, like, we've come a long way. This is some pretty sweet Absolutely. stuff that we can do. Um, but I do love that... <laughs> He just gets his the top half of him blown off. Oh, I know. It's just so unexpected. It's like, oh, yeah. Gosh, zooms out. It's a video game. And I think that I, I think that I, you know, as like a thirty-one-year-old guy, like I don't really remember. (laughs) Um, I didn't really think about the fact that like we haven't seen Zerg yet, and so I wish I could go back to myself when this came in nineteen ninety-nine. So I'd have been like nine years old or eleven years old, excuse me. Yeah, Um, and being like, oh. Like, oh, it's sweet, Zerg. we get to see Zerg now, you know, because Zerg is a yeah. fun character. Because you're excited about the characters in the Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, it's Buzz whatever, Lightyear's nemesis. You know? It's great. But we had referenced before, I think, I think it was on our Toy Story podcast, that we were saying that Zerg is like the villain kind of of this movie or something. But he's totally not at all. He's like barely even anything. He's like, he's a side plot side problem you know he's yeah he's just another he's a problem for the random buzz lightyear that is and he doesn't really have a personality at all he's just like no i mean well and that's kind of that's a big question that i have is when do these toys like gain sentience and the fact that like they really understand <laughs> that they are toys you know yeah. like when, when they, do they become conscious when do they when do they become self-aware <laughs> you know, like yeah. outside of the fact that they're playing Buzz Lightyear or Woody, you know, and that's so another thing. OK, and here's so I was reading some I was reading some stuff about Toy Story, and this is a theory that I saw. And I think that this is actually incredible. And if it, and I just want to believe this because I think it's beautiful. But whatever happened to Andy's father, um, I don't know whether he, you know, his parents got a divorce or he died at some point. I'm not sure which happened, well, he right? but yeah. obviously his father is out of the picture now. And so mm-hmm. people have said that maybe Woody is his dad's old toy. And so Andy has like this remnant Aww. of his father's past. And well, that's it his seems like it's toy. from a long time ago. Well, because we were making fun of that in the Toy Story podcast. Like, why is he holding on to this show from the 1950s? You know, it's like, why, why would he enjoy this random cowboy doll and have like the posters? See, I have a note about this. I said, is it possible that this all actually took place and that Andy's toy that he got two years ago is now this valuable? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so yeah. I said that last night to myself because I was like, He's like just getting this toy or something and he's obsessed with Woody. Mm-hmm. There's like bed sheets and stuff. Like, why is this toy worth like millions of dollars or something? You know, mm-hmm. but that is a plausible thing. Th- it makes way happened. more sense, right? Yep. That he would be holding on to this toy. Not only is it like his favorite toy, but it's kind of like representative of his father. A momentum. Out of the picture, yeah. dead or, you know, just gone or I don't know, whatever. But I think that that's kind of beautiful. So. Maybe he's a traveler. Traveling, you know? traveling salesman. Maybe he's a, <laughs> no, maybe he's a traveling car salesman. Well, I mean, um, maybe that's just, you know, I, I don't think that 
they. I would love to see that backstory. You know, he goes off into the jungle. Yeah. You know. Well, there's all the like the Pixar lives in the wild. There's like the Pixar fan theories, you know, that it's like I, I don't trying really. to find the rarest metal and, to make. Andy's dad is actually the uh, you know, the dentist from Finding Nemo or something and he just knocked He's up somebody in America. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, who knows. Seth Rogen could have been. Seth Rogen? Oh, Catherine he- up. got it. Catherine Heigl. Yep, Catherine Heigl. Good movie. I think that Knocked Up is extremely underrated. There's a good backstory to the making of that film, too. We can talk about it some other time, but it's that's a good movie. What, that Catherine Heigl sucks to work with? No, it's the whole Las Vegas thing you and I have talked about before, but we'll talk about it some other time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sorry to... <laughs> but seriously, no, it's really interesting, yeah, and looking, we should talk about it another time. We're looking keep forward to that. <laughs> um, no, but so then he gets blown in half, right, and you see Rex is playing the video game, and he just can't beat it, and Buzz is rooting yeah. for him. I think that that's... That's a great little... It's adorable. It's a great little moment, and I think... And I loved that when I was little because I loved the idea of my toys playing my video games, right? You're just like, yeah. that'd be so yeah. funny. Because at that point, at 11, I think I was getting pretty into video games, you know? You were getting into Sims. You were getting into Duke Nukem. Mm-hmm. Shake it, baby. That might, be um, a little, into... that might be a little bit early. Earlier? I don't know. I had second... Well, you got into The Sims for a while. Oh, yeah. I loved The Sims. That was more like middle school-ish. Um, but you were I... 11 in middle school. No, like 12, 13. 12. Yeah, I mean, sure. Okay. I concede. I give... You're young for your grade. March 6th. Point to you. Just told everybody. Um, but I remember playing on my Sega Genesis or maybe PlayStation. Either way. Um, I remember playing the Toy Story 2 video game. And that oh, was Oh, I remember playing that too. Yeah, you remember that one? And it was like Do you remember there yeah. was the other one that we had. You remember the other one we had? The Soldiers? Whatever that was. Oh my the gosh. Army yeah, Sarge's Heroes. That was so good. Gosh, man. I loved that game. Was that like an off was that an off game of Toy Story? It was, it had to be, but I, I don't think it was Pixar related, but I'm sure somebody just took the idea. When they saw in 1997. Yeah, you could absolutely see like the like Toy Story being something that. But that was sick. There's the soldier with the, you know, the landmine. There's a soldier with the rocket launcher. Yeah, soldier so with- Sarge's Heroes was you're essentially those toy soldiers <laughs> from the toys from the original Toy Story. Yeah. And you just run around on all these missions and you're fighting. Who are you fighting? You're like, fighting the other color. The other, the soldiers. tan were soldiers, tan. right? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. there would be like weird moments where they were like <laughs> melted into the ground and they were yeah. like stuck yeah. and going after you. Oh man, that uh, was sweet. And you'd like. And you could switch to the bazooka guy, and the bazooka <laughs> See, guy would saying. just like he would dominate. It was dominate. so tight when you were that guy. He dominate. Gosh, Sarge's Heroes, good game. Good. I would game. love to get my hands on that. The That's Toy Story saying. game was not that good, actually. I only liked it so much because it was Toy Story. But the game was it play, Toy Story One or Toy Story Two? It was Toy Story Two. Because um, you got you had you had a um, um, bullseye you could ride around on. Maybe. Well, the. So I think that it was an unrelated story, though, because I remember doing a lot of really weird and random stuff. And I think that you played as Buzz Lightyear. 
But you know, it's like you'd run off the map and all of a sudden your like body would be half into the ground and you'd be like, yeah. like glitching yeah. and you're just like, yeah. dang it, they didn't quite get the kinks out of it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't quite get that. Just really wanted to push this one out, huh? Yeah, it's true because in, and that was kind of that era of video games where we it's have just a video like, game. Uh, it's almost ready. Yeah, well, How ready is it? I feel it's like that happened a lot with video games back then is that like, you know, because you moved past like your Sonics and, yeah. you know, like the Lion King on Sega Crash Genesis, Bandicoot. we played that a lot where you're just like running in a 2D world and you're just watching a guy oh, yeah, go, never mind. Yeah. he's just going, yeah. you know, he's going to the right <laughs> or Wherever. going down Mario. or up or something. Mario is just, Exactly, you know, yeah. But once you enter the 3D. We didn't have a Nintendo, but. You have like yeah. the 3D world where you're playing from like a third person or first person's perspective. Spyro. And able to run around. Exactly. And then suddenly you would just hit a spot in the map that just wasn't as well rendered or Wasn't something quite like there. that. And it's then okay. you just suddenly get stuck and you're like, okay. And you get sidetracked. You and me start playing with a tennis ball, doing something. And right, yeah. And go out on the trampoline with a bunch of pillows, play football. Oh, good game. Good times. That was we fun. We got to bring that back. Gosh. If we tried to, we did a lot of crazy stuff on a trampoline. If we tried to do that as adults, we would get hurt so badly. We'd get really hurt. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, but uh, at that point... I don't know what. Oh, you have the dog entrance. I mean, we don't need to talk about the entire like. Do you plot not like the dog entrance because he loses his hat? So yeah, Woody's he's freaking his, out about that. He's lost his hat. He's freaking out. Everybody's trying to find Woody's hat and help him because he's got to go to Slink cowboy comes camp. Comes in. Yeah. Hey, Woody, I got the your hat. Bad news yeah. is this: the dog's coming. Buster's coming. The dog's name is Buster. Buster. <laughs> and that is like mom's awesome. That is like Where's the funnest scene. I freaking love when the dog enters because okay yeah for some reason I thought you were gonna go negative but like no no I just I'm trying to skip past some of this that. introductory stuff um yeah, yeah man because the dog comes in and it's searching like all over and yeah. you think like all these you <laughs> know, messing up all the toys all these toys just like go through hell living with this dog now or something like that and then you come to find out that it's this fun game where he looks for Woody because he has a good relationship with Woody and then the reach for the sky and then he shoots him and the dog goes oh. Falls down. Oh, so oh man, I'm a big fan. It's a fun scene. And yeah, then Andy comes too. up and says, "Reach for the sky," and the dog just walks past. Dogs like get the heck out of my oh, way. <laughs> it's good. It's a good. It's a good scene. Um, but the mom says you got to get ready for cowboy camp, and he says she's like, well, "We're leaving in five minutes," and then Andy goes five minutes, and then he comes. So five minutes. This kid has five count them minutes. Got and it. he creates a scenario in which pork chop or ham. Oh, I know. There ham so is many on top of a thing delivering like a thing. Hitler-esque speech. speech to all the army soldiers. <laughs> They've all been placed strategically. Yeah, they look so Which would have taken 10 minutes. Um, and then you got so like. many. Then you got like Mr. Potato Head over there with the monkeys and like an entire yeah. elaborate thing over there. His eye. Oh, man. It just, that would have taken at least. Weeks. <laughs> that would have taken like 10 minutes to set up. At least, easily you know and i was never the kid that would do that because i'm not going to take 10 minutes to set this whole thing up and then crash it all down i'm just gonna i would set it up and then i would leave it i would like i was more the kid i don't know if i did as much playing as i did setting things up you know like i remember yeah. i remember having the army men and this is actually in grandma's um in grandma's place and i would take the army men and i would like place them all over her living room and like they were just all sniping each other, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> yeah. it was like it was just the idea that they're all like poised to go into battle. And it's not. And I think that I would just run through and be like, 
you know, like, and then they all just go down. But it's like the setup was so fun. You know, it was it's so fun, like just coming up with some cool environment and this whole interaction that's about to go down. And that's why we love movies, because I was more like you give me a small, weird little monkey toy and a spoon and they'll battle each other (laughs) for a half hour. (laughs) Yeah, you're just. You would be running around holding them in the air and just like just running like, around ah, house and, shoot, yeah, making voices, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yep. It's different types of creativity, right? We had different it types is. of imaginations. Yep. Mine was so much more yep. about the setup and yours was so much more about the conflict Action. between the characters. Um, so, but at that point uh, in, in that scene, he and or Woody gets ripped right a little bit. Yep. And yep. he's like, oh, I don't even want to bring him anymore. It's like, dude, just take the cowboy. Dog. Yeah, that's weak. Well, Get I mean, somebody to sell him at cowboy camp. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure somebody. It's cowboy camp. Yeah, exactly. He's like, this is my <laughs> cowboy doll. He's damaged. Help me out. Right. Yeah. Somebody's down to do that. I'm sure. It's like Boy Scouts. Yeah. You're trying to do anything. You're trying to get a compass going. You're trying to sew things. You're trying to. Sure. <laughs> we didn't do Boy Scouts, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. I don't know what they do. What you did Boy Scouts for a bit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How long? I don't know, until like fifth grade or something, fourth grade. Maybe I didn't even How do it. How many years is that? No, I don't even know if I did it in Montana. Maybe did I just you do did it for it more than two like, years? Yeah, maybe it was just one or two years when I was like in first grade and second grade or something. I always kind of wanted to do it. I never really got to. Well, but. you know, you, and then you meet kids that are like an Eagle Scout, and they're like... Eric Ball. Yeah, and they're Name like... Drop. And they're like, yeah, I uh, did this whole thing where I cleaned up the entire park and like created some initiative to do blah, blah. blah. And you're like, that's sick, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty tight. Yeah. I went to I went to his uh, whatever coronation, <laughs> whatever that's called. And they did the whole thing. And yeah, I went to Dan Balls and sang at it. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. No, yeah. I sang at it, too. I think with West Winds. Did yeah, you sing it? That's exactly what happened to me, too. <laughs> <laughs> We just both had a person in our lives that was main. They got the the rank of Eagle Scout is the highest Eagle Scout, rank that you yeah. can attain. And this you get is not that. interesting. Your senior year in high school. I don't know. It could be. Maybe Dan. Maybe those guys listen to this. I I'll send it to Eric. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on. So he goes to cowboy camp. Leaves Woody. Shelves him. Mom shelves Woody. And who do we um, meet? Wheezy baby. Wheezy dude. Wheezy I and love, baby Tunchy baby. I love Wheezy. Also, you do have the scary dream, which. We shouldn't skip right over because that dream is pretty nuts. Like he falls asleep, right? And Woody or and Andy's come back and he's like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you're broken. I don't want to play with you anymore. And that is what this movie, before we get to Wheezy, that is what this movie is about. And it's about the existential crisis that all of these toys have to face at some point that their owner will no longer care about them at some point. And, it and either sell them or break them or box them. Throw them away, right? Yep. And I think that, you know, it's very applicable to human beings too because, you know, we're getting a little bit older and you reach this point in your life where you're like, your own mortality starts to seem, you know, you're very much more aware of the yeah, fact that I don't want to like, talk about this. Well, it's true. At some point, yeah. you are going to die, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, it's something that we all become aware of, right? But these, and these toys are going through the same thing, right? They're like, and it's almost worse for toys though, because they have the ability to live forever, 
Really? Yeah, they're immortal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, toys could possibly live forever. But if you they... could also spend your entire life put in a box and never gotten, never be able to get out. I don't really understand that. I mean, if the box is really tight, obviously, if you're wrapped up, you're kind of screwed. But they show that these toys can do a lot of crazy things. And, like, if you're just in storage, you can probably figure out how to pop out of a cardboard box and escape. Well, and that's the other thing is that this movie kind of allows the toys to do a lot of pretty wild things and breaking the rules, so to speak, because... Woody points out that he's going to have to break rules in the first movie. Um, And so you're like, are all toys doing this? Are all toys like this willing to break the rules and do all this sorts of stuff? I'm excited for Toy Story 4 because I think that Toy Story 4 is going to be kind of Woody being like, I just want to be a living thing, you know, and just live my life. Yeah, I just want to have a life. Yeah. Which is kind of an exciting thing but you know the first one is very much like they live to be toys and in this one it's kind of like i want to growing up a little bit i want to live to just do something and like and survive you know um but anyway so he gets put on the shelf and he wakes up from the dream and who's there our main man wheezy and wheezy very fun very fun character uh he coughs he's been stuck up there with the dust he has a lot of great lines. The dusters up my indigestion. I thought that that was. Oh, great. yeah, that's funny. Joe Ranft. Oh, nice. Joe Ranft was the same guy that did. Uh, he did uh, Dim and he did somebody else in Monster. Oh, yeah. In, uh, Finding Nemo. Right. Huh. He must just be. He's just a company man. He does. Also, did you know that Andrew Stanton did the voice of Evil Emperor Zerg? Did he really? Yeah. That's just funny. Popping up everywhere, man. It's great. But um, anyway, I love Wheezy. Wheezy's great. And Wheezy is also the inciting incident for this entire movie. Because yeah. mom's doing a garage sale. She's going to sell Wheezy. And nobody really cares about Wheezy. Nobody's seen him in years. This is, the big, this is the crazy thing about this movie. Nobody's seen or cares about Wheezy, right? We haven't seen him for a while. And he gets put in the garage sale. And what does Woody do? He immediately takes into he action. He jumps. And he goes to try to save this guy. Yeah. Like... What a hero, you know? Yeah, he is. He is. He, and, and, and in this, Nobody else cares. he totally demonstrates that he is maybe equal, if not better, than the Woody from Woody's Roundup, right? Oh, he's yeah. He's better than, we can, than human beings have even imagined. Yeah, he's better than a show can, you know, prove. A show with some strings. Oh, my gosh, save the girl. No, he's, like, doing crazy stuff. Yeah, he's fantastic. And he rides, Fantastic. The, he rides the dog down there, which I think yeah. is a very fun scene. Be, be casual or whatever. Not that casual. The dog's little. Yeah. Too casual. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But then you got our boy Wayne Knight. Let's go, baby. Wayne Knight enters into the movie. No! And he's good, man. He's, he's a good character in this. I mean, he's a little... He's a bit much sometimes, but... I, I like what he's doing, and I like the character. I think it's very fun. Um, I'm trying to... I'm just checking. He's the real. chicken. He's the chicken man. He's the chicken man. He's Al, in... the toy collector. Oh, you know what? So he, he didn't have a ton that he had done early on in his career. He just shows up in random movies. Seinfeld, um, The most recent Park. one that I remember is Basic Instinct and JFK. Those are pretty close. And then he does Jurassic Park, and he's, you know... The idiot in dress. A prominent role. He makes everything happen. the ink happen. on the face. And he died. Yeah, yeah, the ink on the face. It clearly gets eaten in that car. He has the worst death 
Maybe in that movie. In that movie? Dude, um, dude on the toilet with the T-Rex is pretty bad. And that's bad, but it's quick. It's you, quick. You know what I mean? Um, the guy that gets eaten by the Velociraptor, you know, in the clever girl. That seems... Oh, ooh, the guy at the beginning, though, when he gets dragged The guy at the beginning in. is really bad. Yeah. I mean, all the Velociraptor deaths are pretty rough, right? And who knows what happened to Samuel L. Jackson. He's got an arm hanging from, uh, you know, the fence in that scene. So who knows how he died? He might have gotten... But we didn't see it. Yeah. If you didn't see it, then if I fake it, then I don't have it. I don't have it. Don't it. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I would probably give it to Wayne Knight in the first Jurassic Park. What about Jurassic... All Jurassic Parks? Worst death. It's probably gotta be in Lost World. Who are you giving it to? Isn't there a guy that gets split between two T-Rexes? Oh, gosh, you're right. It's, um... Oh, what is that guy's name? Uh, Richard Schiff. He's in freaking yeah. the West Wing. He's a prominent member in the West Wing. He's so good. But yeah, he gets ripped in half by the two T-Rexes. And yeah, he, they, he was they, trying they, to, like, save everybody, and then he yeah. just gets ripped in half. It's like, oh... Is that the guy that's going to tell him to go to the high high? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, high hide. The, the yeah. high hide. Yeah. Why high would, high that doesn't make any sense. Why would Hammond send two teams? He, remember his voice squeaks in that one yeah, scene? Yeah, he squeaks. That was a good, yeah, good call. Well, I mean, I've seen Lost World a couple times. <laughs> but um, also Peter Stormare, you know, the guy from Armageddon, right? The, the Russian cosmonaut. That, oh yeah, uh, yeah, he gets eaten by the. He gets uh, eaten by the little guys. Oh, what are those things Lost called? World. And the guy, and the guy in the waterfall, the, the guy uh, that gets eaten. Oh, campies or uh, champies, something like <laughs> jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. You know those little those little dinosaurs are called something like that. Tampies or champies or something like that pampers i don't know what were you gonna say though papers the guy in the waterfall the guy the red-haired oh, the guy with the beard brought up yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so much pretty, blood that's pretty rough. and what's her name uh julianne moore or something like that yeah that lady exactly she just she goes ah <laughs> remember she well the guy face. gets a snake in his like shirt yeah and then he's like There's a snake oh, in my God. boot <laughs> There's a snake in my shirt. There's a snake in my shirt. Oh, nice. We're going to bring it back. Now I'm eaten by Rex. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Really tying it back together, dude. Good now work. we're back to Toy Story. <laughs> and yes. And he's we back in it. it. <laughs> but um, Wayne Knight steals Woody. I mean, there's not really too much to say other than that. He's a shady guy. It's a shady movie. Shady guy. He At kicks least, a skateboard, causes a thing. You know what I thought, though? At least he doesn't steal the entire thing. Because at first I was like, is he, does he steal like everything, like, you know, the whole little case full oh, the, of money, the money and stuff and everything? Yeah. I mean, that would have been just the He's worst. not that shady, but no. he know well, he doesn't need that money. He knows the money that's on the line for that little doll. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is the golden egg he's for like, him. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I, this is crazy. I'm getting I'm set. I'm getting out for the of rest there. of my life. And so, but Buzz Lightyear, bad for the guy. Buzz Lightyear makes a run for it. Pretty cool. And this gosh, almost makes it. Buzz is so good in this movie, actually. Now that I'm thinking it like he does now the same that thing I'm as talking, Woody. Yeah, he he's like, well, my friend Woody's in danger now. I'm going. Oh, also, yeah. great line delivery by um what's the guy's name? Joe Ramped or whatever his face is for Wheezy when he says, Yeah, bless you, Woody. Oh, yeah. And he's getting taken up to safety. Also, he has a great line when he says, uh, the dust 
<laughs> the dust uh, aggravates my aggravates condition. Aggravates my my condition. <laughs> Sorry, it's all it's all just hilarious. He plays me. Wheezy the Penguin and Heimlich. That's it, Heimlich. Yeah, yeah. Who did I say he played? I don't know. I can't remember. Dim. Oh yeah, yeah. What am I saying? No, I meant Heimlich. That's it. Good call. Um, you know, we didn't quite finish with uh, Wayne Knight here. But I guess we don't really need to. He did Seinfeld. With He's the, the classic character Newman in Seinfeld. That's the really only other thing that we needed to get to. Yeah. Also, yeah. he's in Space Jam. And he's oh, a fun character. Oh, most notable yeah. is Space Jam. Well, and also, they thought that he... He gets w- pumped up and then farts it all out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They thought that he was going to be funny enough in Space Jam, but then they decided to bring in Bill Murray because Bill Murray just wanted to be Because, yeah, he it. just wasn't, he wasn't funny enough. Larry Bird is not white. He's clear. That's my favorite line in the entire movie, Space Jam. Yeah. It's the best line of the entire movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't do defense. <laughs> whoa, I don't do... Larry's not white. Da, da, Larry's clear. Da, 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 da. And then when he, he's like, how'd you get here? And he's like, well, you know, my, <laughs> my agent knows a couple people and talk to people. And he just like basically <laughs> explains... I don't know. Like how he got the part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so then Buzz Lightyear runs out in the middle of the street and he sees, what is it, L-Z-T-Y-B-R-N. It's basically Al's. Dang, good call. It's Al's yeah. toy barn without any of the vowels, right? Yeah. And so yeah. then he goes in and he's like on the case. I do love the crime scene that all the you know, all the toys have going on and then Rex comes in and he just ruins it all. And they're like very angry at him. Oh, and yeah, Buzz is doing something. The edge of sketch sitting there, like trying to create everything. And then the code. uh, Anyway, they do the commercial pops on or or something, or then he gets it. They do the owls. He figures out that it's the owls toy barn. And he's like, draw that man in a chicken suit. And then everybody's like, of course this is him. And which also leads me to my other, one of my other favorite parts of the movie and I think that this is one of the my favorite bits. And it's, I don't know if it's subtle. I don't know if everybody else laughed. Me and Jarek, I watched this with our niece. We laughed really hard at this scene. But when Ham gets on the clicker, and he's like, you're going too slow. Let me check it. Click, 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 click. Yeah, and he's just yeah. going so fast. And you see the, you know, and yeah. you see it. And they're like, stop, stop, stop. And he's like, Marty he's like, in no. the 40s got to go around the horn. Click, right. click, click, click. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that like was that. so funny because you're like, I've been there. I've been there with TV where you're yep. like, Oh, I could get there. I should probably just go all the way around again, though. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was that was very funny. Uh, but something else I noticed about this movie is that it's really jumping between the two storylines like very quickly. It's giving you like a minute and a half or like two minutes of yeah. each, and then suddenly you're like back to the other one. Um, but what do you think about just the entire? Like, let's just talk about the entire scene where Woody is pretty much meeting the Woody's Roundup gang and yeah. kind of figuring out their plan. I think that there's some fun stuff. Um, well, you go ahead. I'll let you speak. I've been talking a little bit. I just, the one thing I love the most is Bullseye. Um, Bullseye's the great. introduction of Bullseye and immediately Woody and him are just best friends. Well, um, yeah, it's like, oh, this is my guy. That's his horse. Yeah. That's his horse, yeah. you know? So that that relationship to me is one of the best in the movies. And then meeting Jesse... Um, they're all just so stoked, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, the, the collection is complete. We get to go to some, we got our leader, whatever the, yeah, we have our leader. We're going to go to the higher power at this point. Stinky Pete doesn't seem 
too bad. Well, Kelsey Grammer is pretty pro- convincing. He's the prospector. He's not Stinky Pete yet. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what prospector. I mean. Slash Stinky Pete. Yeah, eventually we haven't stinky seen Pete. his stinkiness yet. He has deodorant on. <laughs> yeah. He's fine. He when, he, when he twists a little screw into the air conditioning thing, the deodorant comes off, baby. Oh, and then that deodorant sweats right off, baby. <laughs> um, he's so stinky. But yeah, I, I like it a lot. And But, you know, the whole realization with Woody, seeing that he's a megastar, um, is interesting. And it kind of makes him a little egotistic for a minute. Um, but not so much. He's a pretty humble guy. Well, I think but that he just is really reveling in the moment. You know, he's, he's excited. Yeah. He found out that there's, there's more to him than he really knew. Right. He suddenly yeah. finds out that he was the star of a show that was extremely popular. Um, I did talk about this in the last episode that I was saying that Woody's roundup would have been 50s, 60s. It was actually a 1950s show because he said it ended because Sputnik went up and Sputnik went up in 57, which means that that show had a run during the fifties. Boom. Boom. Figured that out Three, pretty well. Three, two, one. We have ignition. <laughs> um, Houston, we have a problem. Um, but yeah, I like that whole scene, and I like all, all the introductions. Sorry. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, Paul 13. Um, I love, I love, 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 and there's always something that I forget in every one of these movies. Kevin Spacey, Bugs Life. Joan Cusack, man. I forgot it was Joan Cusack. Mm. School of Rock, baby. I know, <laughs> like, I know. I was just like, yes, and she's terrific. Yeah, she's terrific as a little voice actor, and that's that's something that I was I was curious to see what you thought because I remember when I was little thinking that Jesse was very annoying, you know, yeah, like I remember yeah. her character seeming really yeah, annoying I didn't like her me. very much, and now I think that she might be like the thread that holds the movie together, uh-huh. you know. Be- and yeah. and that's I think that if we if we might just break down the character of Jesse because Jesse's character like she's you know she's happy she's fun she's excited to see Woody all this sort of stuff but then when she sees this moment being taken away from her she's like I will not go back into the box I can't go back into the dark and she starts panicking and freaking out and you find out that she was in storage for like decades and I mean that is just so scary. And thinking about yeah. the fact that her character is somebody that is living with like an extremely traumatic experience under their uh-huh. belt. You she's know? a little crazy. Yeah. Like she, and she really has, she's lost it because like, until Woody, she's just like, look, dude, I've been through it. You know, uh, why, why are you going to go back? Right. It's just going to happen to you. Right. It's just going to be terrible, you know? And that's the revelation for Woody that he needs, mm-hmm. you know? And eventually he realizes, you know, what have you. But, um, yeah, I, I liked that a lot, too, last night. And that song. When somebody loves you. Well, I think that her character, like, is, you know, she's good, right? And no, you she's, get to, she's you get pure to, good. You get to know her, and it's very nice. But then suddenly she's like, no, I've already been through all this. And what's her, her girl's name, Emily, or something like that? And she's yeah, talking Emily. about her, you know, she lived her life with Emily. And then the song oh, comes so on. so sad. And you're just like, gosh. And I, I will say that I think that the, the Sarah McLaughlin song with, with Jesse and Emily, if this movie were at a B, it would be at an A because of that one scene. 
because like, yeah, that, scene that scene is unbelievable and the song is. is so good and it's so sad oh my gosh man and that's as you see her get older and then eventually she's like an adult mm-hmm. you know the lady's an adult and she just throws him a box into the side of the road yeah you know yeah it's just like just you know well, she's uh, donating it to some donating. whatever yeah donations yeah i mean gosh it's, man. Just, it's so good and i think that that's because you know pixar has become quite notorious for this that they are you know they really bring in the tears for a lot of people oh yeah they bring the emotion and i think that you know toy story doesn't really do that bug's life doesn't really do that either there's emotional moments sure but nothing that like really makes you want to cry we start to get it in makes me want to cry you know and and it really touches on like that existential crisis and finding nemo have things in them that are like i'd say more so finding nemo and toy story 2 have scenes that you're like oh my goodness monsters ain't got we'll ta- me too but we'll talk about um, monsters ain't got me as well yeah <laughs> but yeah Real good. this scene this scene is really good and it snuck up on me and said boo um but yeah man i mean this that scene is great and uh i think that that's that may be where they started doing that being like oh we can actually get people you know we can we can make <laughs> <Gotcha>. these <laughs> And I think that that's another big point is that these started to become movies that should be recognized not as good animated films. Not as an animated film, but, but as, as just a good they movie. They should be in like best picture. Yeah. You know, right, stuff like that. Right. Like Finding Nemo, it probably should have been in, in the category well, and I th- that year. Maybe in the talk. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd have to look in. What was Finding Nemo 2002? Um, I'd have to see what the other nominees were when did they start doing 10 nominations for best picture too because that would have been 2000 was that after dark knight so that would have been like 2009 i think yeah, 2010 probably maybe 2009 2010 2009. yeah because i mean man finding nemo is really good um shoot oh yeah but then they said st- then they opened it up to have a best animated feature category because they thought that these films should be recognized and i think that Toy Story got a like technical Oscar because they just like recognized like an achievement in filmmaking for John Lasseter because they were like, we're not going to like, we don't have an award to give to you, but we just want to give you an Oscar because Toy Story was cool. So yeah, <laughs> here you go. Yeah. You know, and that, well you should. And I think that that's great because they very much should have done that because it's always kind of sad good. though with that, that that's why I kind of wish that there was some sort of mix in or something because it's always kind of sad when a Pixar movie comes out. And then you have like a Hayao Miyazaki film, you have some other film, and then another little short or something like that. And it's like, yeah, The Incredibles is going to win. I mean, it's just what it is, you know? But you kind of just feel bad. Like, well, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily. You should just put best Pixar (laughs) film of the year. There's only one. You get it. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, at the same time, though, it's like the provocation of others rising up to the challenge right just saying that's true being that's like true. hey make a better movie than we do dare you <laughs> you know like i we'd be happy if you did you know michael jordan but people just you know they, try to be me nece- don't necessarily um but now i mean you're starting to see some really good animated films and i would say that pixar has been a little bit not quite as stunning um there's a period yeah, we talked about that cars and planes and we should go through and watch cars like we've talked about. But yeah, they've gone through a period. Coco is incredible though. Inside Out is incredible. You know, there's Frozen's there's, incredible. Well, those so those are just Disney. Moana. That's Disney animation. Yeah. That's not Pixar. 
But yeah, but just but, animation in but general animation nowadays. In general, yeah, yeah, I agree. Moana's a uh, Kubo is unbelievable. See, and I, I haven't Kubo. actually sat down and watched Kubo still. Oh, Kubo's unbelievable. You'll if, get ready to cry yeah. if you want to cry. Get ready to live. Isn't no, Matthew um, McConaughey in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew McConaughey and um, I'm kind of blanking, but it's uh, it's really good. What other movie was I just gonna reference? Darn it, never mind. Doesn't really matter, but. A lot of good. Oh, uh, uh, another turn. You know, we keep they keep making history in animation. And another one was Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh you know, yeah, was, yeah, into the Spider Verse was just was definitely a big one. That interesting. Was cool. Yeah, you know, seeing what you can do. Anyway, back to Toy Story. Also, we should note that Kelsey Grammer is playing the prospector, Stinky Pete. Uh, I don't think that Kelsey Grammer has really done that much outside of Cheers and Frasier. He shows up in movies every once in a while, but he's Bugs great. Life. What's that? No, he's not in Bugs Life. No, no, he's not in Bugs Life. Um, but he's a great actor, man. I, if you, I, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Frasier, but he's a he's great in Frasier, and he's great in. Cheers. I never really have. I never. I've you know I've gone through like a spree of watching. Like, I think I tried. 10 or 12 I tried to start it, and then I was like, you know, there's a lot of this to watch, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go through. I'm not all gonna. Of those, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But him, him, and David Hyde Pierce, and whoever plays uh, his father. They do a great, great job. Um, yeah. But in this movie, I think that he's very well cast. He's perfectly played in this, and he does a great job as the prospector. And Stinky Pete has some great moments. But I like the character of the prospector because he's really dancing around um, being a full-on bad guy. You know, he's yeah. really yep. trying to convince Woody to stay without he's manipulating being... everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's very, he's, he's very scheming. He's going to get his way. He almost doesn't though. He almost lets Woody go. No, yeah. no, because he, he does. He, yeah. Yeah. He convinces Woody right when he, Woody's about to leave to like, go say goodbye to Jesse. And then when he and opens up the yep, thing, see? he has his uh-huh. little monologue of like, how long can it really last? What's Andy yeah. going to take you to college on his honeymoon? That whole speech. And you're like, you got him. Who am I to break gotcha. up Woody's the roundup game? Woody's or... roundup. It's good. Woody's roundup. He's the very best. Okay, so we've talked about enough there. So, oh, and also you have a couple cute scenes. Uh, Woody coming out all fresh and stuff, and he's doing like the Wayne, or the uh, John Wayne. That thing. The John Wayne thing. Yeah. I, I like that. And, um... The musical score during uh, the cleanup of Woody is unbelievable. The music. Well, he's uh, and that, that guy dude is the chess player from the Jonathan short- Harris. Is that guy Jonathan Harris, and he was in A Bug's Life as Manny. Wow, that's yeah, that's cool. All right, he was also in the Mighty Ducks TV series as Lord Gargan. <laughs> Lord Gargan. Oh my gosh, the Mighty Ducks TV series. What a weird show. Were they all ducks or were they like, were they kind of like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something? They were all ducks. Yeah, but like, was everybody else in the world ducks? Oh. Yeah, I think it was all animals. Okay. It's like a goofy Mickey Mouse type world, you know? Yeah, that's weird. What about Darkwing Duck? I remember Darkwing Duck. That was good. Gargoyles. Oh, he was in uh, Angry Beavers, too. Wow. 
guy's good. I didn't mind Angry Beavers. I liked those shows. Like that time, that period of time was kind of funky. They started coming around with like Cat Dog, Angry Beavers, and then SpongeBob. Then SpongeBob hit well, television airways. I think that, that was kind of like a weird transition between shows. You know, you have like that really amazing period in Nickelodeon's history where they're doing like. Doug and Doug, Rugrats and, and Stimpy, yeah. Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, you got some really good shows, and then they're like, "What if we do some really weird?" Like Angry Beavers was really weird. Cat Dog was really weird. Cat Dog was really weird. It was fun to an extent, but then you get SpongeBob. Then you get SpongeBob, and SpongeBob, and SpongeBob is like kind of destroyed everything. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean it. It was unanimously the best. And on Nickelodeon, around the same time, you get one series that is the best of all time. Avatar Last Airbender. Oh, yeah, man. I forget that Avatar was a Nickelodeon show. I know. So good. I started watching it on TV probably around like the second season, but I didn't. I never consistently watched it until you and I did. Right. Gosh, that show's incredible. Anyway, Toy Story. um, Buzz is out to rescue him. They find out where to go. So Buzz takes them on a, a huge journey. They go a bunch of blocks. They eventually have to cross the street. There's a funny bit where um, Mr. Potato Head almost gets freaking owned. Um, and then they get into the toy store. Yeah, but in that scene, there is the quick moment where they use the traffic cones to go across the street. And I think that that is one of the funniest scenes in the movie, right? Where they like absolutely just destroy traffic in Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a five-lane <laughs> street in <laughs> the middle of some urban area. They have like an entire truck roll over with a giant cement tube fall out. Yeah. I mean that that scene's great, and it's but it's very fun. Oh, it's the tube that's rolling at Mister Potato Head. Yeah, and he's got it squashes him, and his foot's stuck on the gum, and he's like yeah. trying to get free. Yeah, that's a great scene. I love that. Um, I love that too. But the toy the toy store sequence is great. Um, that's where you find, uh, the other buzz and, you know, just kind of like the allure of looking at all these other buzz Lightyear dolls, um, and buzz fighting himself is a good time. I thought that that was extremely entertaining. And the other buzz gets, and then he gets locked into like a toy, you know, into the packaging a case. Yeah. It's very scary. Um, the Barbies. Great. Love that. I love the Barbie addition. I think that that's so funny. Um, and after watching toy soldiers though, they're a little bit creepy. Oh gosh. Yeah. The, the Barbies were scary in toy soldiers. Yeah. I remember they attacked the, Oh yeah. Kirsten Dunst. Kid. Yeah. Oh, we should have thought of Kirsten Dunst to connect to who Jay Moore. <laughs> we're, I know. Danny toy, and I play yeah. this game where we'll give each other two actors and you have to, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon where you have to connect them through movies with other actors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jay Moore, Jay Moore to Tom Cruise. Boom. Jay and uh in uh Jerry Maguire. Oh, Paul Thir- uh okay. Yeah. yeah Paul 13. <laughs> I thought we were going to Kevin Bacon. Yeah, but I mean there was something I don't know. Never mind, never yeah, mind, never, never mind. mind. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um I I do like the scene in the toy store that uh they're in some car driving around and the T-Rex is coming behind the car. Like a Jurassic Park bit. Mm-hmm. It's like Rex is like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah, I like that. See him in the There's a lot the of weird Spielberg. Dinosaur Spielberg overboard. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Spielberg and George Lucas connections here in this movie. Oh, and there's, yeah, no, because there's, there's, so they reference three big directors. They reference George Lucas, they reference Steven Spielberg, and they reference Stanley Kubrick. 
Um, those are the three that I've noticed. They might there might be other references that I didn't yeah that I didn't notice. Um, but uh, also you have Rex trying to figure out the secrets to defeating Zerg, which is good and it's good setup, good storytelling because that's what draws the other Buzz Lightyear in to help them because he thinks that yeah. he's going to assist them. He's going to actually just fulfill his mission. Yeah, he's de- he's fulfilling his mission. He's defeating Zerg, and Zerg has a captive, which is Woody. Um, but that entire sequence when they're like getting out of there and then all of a sudden the other Buzz Lightyear like gets free and he's chasing after them and Zerg chases him and it goes into the Zerg vision and there's like, you know, a crosshair on his back. (laughs) Yeah. That part's great. I love that. Um, them getting into the elevator, uh, that entire scene is really fun where they're like, yeah, there's something really wrong with Buzz here. <laughs> you know, like, what's going yeah. on with this guy? Yeah. And he's like, I'm letting go of the wall. He wouldn't. They're like, don't do that. He would. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And, you know, the, all those guys are great, too, because you still have Sean Wallace. The whole cast. Don Rickles. Everybody's there. And John Ratzenberger. They have the three. Oh, and um, uh, Jim Varney. You have the four yep. best side characters. I will Jim argue Varney's that. not. I will argue that this cast is better than any other Pixar cast that's been assembled. Yeah, he's still around. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, definitely. Bugs Life is arguable, could be. It's close. But like but, as far I mean, as this like one's, this one's a real whole cast rounded out. I mean, everybody's phenomenal. Jim Varley. Varney. Yeah. Varney. Wallace Shawn. Kelsey Grammer, Joan Cusack, Tim Allen, Tom Hanks. Kelsey Grumma. It's is it Kelsey or Chelsea? Is it Kelsey or Chelsea? It's rush hour line. Um, but they pretty much, then they get there and uh, they go to save Woody and they get in and they find out that Woody doesn't necessarily want to be saved. And Good a, line there. Mm-hmm. Well, I do also we'll have that later. I do also have to note that uh, I think that that scene is really funny where the other Buzz Lightyear runs in and he like presses the thing that puts Buzz's mask back and the other one starts choking and because he yeah. knows like who's the real Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, who's just, the real Buzz? And all the toys just kind of watch this guy like pretending like he's <laughs> choking and they're like, huh. And then uh, he just lifts up his leg. It's like I have Andy on my foot. So yeah. I think that, that scene's very funny. Um, but yeah, you have that confrontation. And meanwhile, the, uh, what, what have you, um, the dude, is like packing up for Tokyo. Oh yeah. Here's another question. So when he's faxing the photos of Woody to, um, the guy in Tokyo, the toy buyer, uh, he says, yeah, this all sounds good. If you put another zero on that price, then we got a deal. And the guy goes, yes, yes, I'll pay you anything. What do you think that zero is the difference between? I mean, how much money is he making for this Woody's roundup gang? I don't know. Adding a zero? I mean, that's the difference between $10,000 and $100,000. $50,000 and $500,000. You know what I mean? Because there's no way that he's flying to Tokyo to sell this to this guy. For I like, can't imagine that it's more than $500,000. No way. I don't think it's getting into the millions. I think it was the difference between like twenty grand and $200,000 or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? But that's, but that's such that's an a crazy jump. jump. Especially the lower you go. <coughs> it's like difference between $10,000 and $100,000. Yeah, that's such a drastic leap. I mean, that's just crazy to me that they would. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, it could have been $9,000 and $90,000. That's so much more money. 
That's yeah. crazy. But I mean, I also don't think that he would have been doing And this guy doesn't get paid. I don't <laughs> I know, guy, dude. That's And that is the thing is because oh, I was talking about this and I was watching this movie sucks. like there is kind of a villain in this movie because I said that in the toy the Bugs Life podcast when I was like there isn't really a Pixar villain other than Hopper. Hopper. And this guy kind of you know, he's kind like, of a villain, but he's just doing what he knows. And the prospector, I mean, he's, not, he's just obsessed. The prospector is is the villain, right? But kind of, I'll yeah. get to the prospector. I have a whole thing I want to talk about. We'll the get prospector. to that. We'll um, get to Stinky Pete. But this guy, I mean, he's just collecting toys, and he's and trying, all they are to him are toys. They don't have. He doesn't know that they're alive. They like he's think. totally yeah, innocent. I mean, you know, and he's having a great time. It's like they he's try like, to, no, yeah, they try to make him, you, see, you know, he's, the worst thing he does is steal Woody. And you know what? Yeah. If I needed a Woody doll and some lady didn't want to sell him to me and I was going to make like 50 grand, if I had the whole set, you're damn right. I'm going to take him from a garage. Yeah, You'll <laughs> steal the doll. Garage you'll sale, steal I will the snag doll. that doll. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Like it's, such a harmless you crime you find to that jack doll. some kid's toy, you know? Um, but I just, it, this guy's life is ruined by this. It's so sad. Oh, he yeah, just, he probably went off the deep end, dude. And he loses all the toys. He has already all the other memorabilia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Cheeto scene is fun scene. We didn't mention that. Um, I, I love that scene. I was almost going to say that's my favorite. It's cool. It's definitely cool. I love that scene because yeah. it's just Bullseye and Woody. Mm-hmm. And Bullseye Crunch, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of doing the whole thing. I like that scene. Yeah, it's very good. It's very fun. Where were we even in the plot now? They're like, uh, Woody's Buzz turning just shown down. up. Buzz is, yeah, Woody turns him down. Then they all kind of start he, to leave. He sees the You Got a Friend in Me song played. And then he is like, guys, wait up. And then he asks them all to come with him. And that's when... The prospector turns prospector into turns Pete. into. That's when things get a little smelly. And he closes it, and then he has this monologue. And I think that this is, this is why he is like a good bad guy, because his justification for what he is doing is incredible. Because yeah, Stinky yeah. Pete is like, I've watched as other toys were sold over me my entire life, and I just sat there on the shelf, and nobody wanted to buy me. And this is my one moment with you guys. We become a whole set where we can be something amazing, and people we will come adored. to see us. You know, like, and I, I need this. <laughs> this is something I've never, because he's never yeah. experienced love. He's never like gotten to be with a kid that was playing with him or anything. He's no. been in his box. No, he's this just always been time, on the shelf, right? And yep. so it's like for him, this is the best that it will get. And I under, and it's totally never justified better. why he's doing this. So I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Stinky Pete. I think it's, I think it's a great role. I think, I think he stinks. Yeah, pretty good. I think he's a jerk. But um, and then at that point, they he locks them all back up pretty much because then Wayne Knight shows up and he's going to take him to the airport. Yeah, he shows up super quick. Yeah, and I can imagine that this is the point in the movie where you had a hard time jumping on board with it. Yep. Yeah, this, this is, is when right they get into there. the Pizza Planet truck. Yeah, they see. Yeah, that's it. They drive the they drive the truck. Toys driving a truck, operating a pedal. It's ridiculous. I, I agree, man. I'm not, not possible. I don't love not it. Not possible. I really don't. Everything love it. else in Toy Story, I can get on board with and stuff like that, but no. Yeah. The simple directions are right, left, straight, dodge. It's like, no. Yeah. Right. What? Boom. Yeah. 
Finding Dory does you know? the exact same thing, and I was just like, ah, you just broke the rules of the universe a little bit too much, you a know? Had too much. You're just exaggerating. It's embellished, and I just I can't quite get on board with it. But I mean, you know, whatever. I that was that that is one away. moment that I'm like I'm not that into. But you do get the you saved our lives. We're eternally grateful thing with yeah. Um, potato saved head. our lives. We're eternally grateful. And I love that part. Would you just leave me alone? Would you leave me alone? He's great. Don Rickles, so good. But then they get to the airport and they try to uh, yeah. save Woody and everything like that. And they go into the luggage whole thing. I mean, this movie ends the baggage quickly. It's like, what do it you, does. So they what go do into the baggage claim. They, it's exciting. It, the baggage claim stuff's exciting. Then eventually they're on the plane mm-hmm. and because he can't save Jesse. Jesse's locked in the suitcase. Okay, so here's, he's running after her. Here's what happens is they... In the baggage area, they do have the funny bit where Buzz Lightyear's running around with Butte on his butt, which is fun because it's a Montana reference and it also is labeling his butt as butt, right? Oh, yeah. I watched it with an 11-year-old and she laughed really hard at that. She thought that that was really funny. Um, So that's a good moment. And then they also, they snag uh, Stinky Pete out of the thing and they catch him. You know, he's almost victorious. He almost gets Woody, cuts his arm, and he's like, if he... Fixed you once, he can fix you again. And then Buzz Lightyear comes in, saves the day. Everybody comes in, saves the day, and then they hold him up and they put him in some little girl's bag. And <laughs> there's the like the Barbie goes, You're gonna love it with say Megan, is her name? You're gonna love it with Megan. Yeah. She's an artist, and you show she turns and you see the other half her of face her face, and she's got that. rainbows and everything yeah. on it. That was fun. So it's like Too bad for Stinky Pete though. He'll get played with, though. He's probably going to get drawn on, and she'll be like, he'll be like kind of the little man doll that she has or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he has a really fulfilling life, you know? You never know. They might have just saved his life. Yeah, he might have had a really good time. He had to get drawn on and stuff, but it's good. Uh, I like that scene. Not like Russell's demise, which we'll talk about. <laughs> Monsters, Inc. Oh, right. Gosh. Uh, that is a good we'll question. I'm excited to talk about that. It's Rand- um, Randall. Yeah. Randall. Sorry. No, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. But then they save him from the plane, and that's also a oh, fun Oh, we scene. forgot the whole Buzz Lightyear, I am your father thing in the elevator oh, shaft back gosh, in the apartment. Oh, gosh. That is, like, the best, too. Zerg's chasing him, and Zerg finds the other Buzz, and <laughs> Buzz Lightyear's just like, okay, I'm going to let them just do this. He's like, don't worry. I'm fine here. I have to handle this. And then they do the I am your father. Well, it's fun and because no. all the other characters are trying to get away. And then you kind of just have this like Zerg and Buzz Lightyear battle going on in the background. You yeah. Know? Like, and it's just like, well, like randomly, you know, switch to like Buzz Lightyear grabbing a couple discs and be like, shink, shink, shink. <laughs> just throwing them. And at he's Zerg. like, yeah, I know. And he's like, sure. You don't want to come with us, Buzz. He's like, no, I'm going to hang out here with my dad. Oh my gosh. That scene. I love that. Cause he says, um, you know, you killed my father. No, I am your father. No. And it's like dead out of freaking yeah. episode five. And then when Zerg falls down because Rex kills him, right? He goes, father. And then as they're leaving, he's like, I'm going to spend some time with my dad. (laughs) And then he goes, so dumb. What does he say? He's like, great throw, dad. You're the best. And then he keeps running and you hear him go, yippee. (laughs) It's so funny because it's so cheesy. It's so cheesy. It's amazing. Oh, man. What a good, what a fun line. Um, Not a bad life, is it? 
But then they, you know, the the ending ending of the movie comes pretty quick here. And they have the one moment where, uh, there's a moment where he opens the case and Jesse is, like, in a fetal position, like, panicking. And so that is yeah. really sad because you're like, oh, my gosh, she's so terrified that she's going to get locked in the dark forever. Um, and then there's also uh, when he saves her off of the plane and he's like, this is like the last episode of Woody's Roundup. And she's like, we never know what happened. We got canceled. And he's like, well, let's find out. And he saves her. And it's it's great. It's a great moment. And man. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue with uh, with um, Bullseye. It's great. Yeah. Another question I have for you. Why does Bullseye not talk? I don't know. Like every He's other toy that's not that's even an animal like, like Rex and stuff has like been anthropomorphized, right? Like they've turned into, Jeez. I know it was it's a word that is applicable. <laughs> so I had to use it. anthropomorphized. Yeah. Had to use it. It's exactly applicable. Um, but why is everybody like, why is Bullseye not talking like Rex talks? You know? I don't know, but I'm happy Bullseye's not like some guy from Boston. He's like, "What's up, Woody?" Yeah, you're like, you're okay, doing, this huh? is kind of weird." How's your mother? See it Sunday? Concrete shoes, huh? It would have been concrete shoes. Jeez, taking it pretty dark. Jeez, um, but it would have been some like kind of Texas guy or something. And you're like, oh. it is. It is more cute that he just doesn't. It's a talk. smarter decision to just have like a pet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, no, totally, totally. I'm in. But he conveys a lot of emotion too. So a lot of scenes where Bullseye just gives a look. Mm. And it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. yep. ouch. Yep. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, but great ending to the movie. You know, they save him and they get home and Andy has new toys and he calls him Bazooka they Jane. They somehow get home. Her... They somehow well, no, get they home. drive the luggage cart. Yeah. They, you see it on the street out there and you're just like i don't believe that so like that was another these little toys got that lost into the world no way they're making it back to andy's house. i know and it's not a chance to go along with a lot but i mean whatever whatever i do like the end the bloopers are very funny too what's your favorite bloopers are do i I have any notes um i thought the outtakes with Mr. Potato Head remind me of Hermione's bag in Deathly Hollows because she just keeps putting more things in it, just right. like huge things. Um, oh, the dynamic between Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head is very funny. We didn't even talk it's pretty about good. it, but I, I love it. Yeah. It's great. I don't really... Uh, I like the Jesse one, too. The Jesse one's not bad where she's like... Is that just the story? <laughs> Woody lost his string? Like, she has a great yeah. delivery on that. And you kind of wish that... Yeah. Jesse would have been a little bit more like that the rest of the movie. Funnier. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, there's a lot. I guess that's why they call me Stinky Pete. <laughs> that, yeah, that part's yeah, funny. Yeah, I guess. The Barbie. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. And Okay, bye-bye. I can't yeah. keep smiling yeah. like this. I need a little break. Yeah. little break. That part, yeah, I think that that's very <laughs> funny. She kind of sounds like Diane Keaton. Actually. Kind of. You know who she is? Uh, what's her name? I, I can't remember her actual name. Um, she's the lady that played uh, Ariel, Jodie Benson. She played Ariel oh, wow. in the original Little Mermaid. Great. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? She just plays the voice of the Barbie. And she's a more prominent role in Toy Story 3. A different Barbie, I think. But still. Oh, wow. Ah, uh, Barbie. So, very fun. She's got a great singing voice. Very good. Yeah, I think that Jodie Benson if actually that was does. her. I think that she does do yeah. the singing, too. I think that the character Ariel sings the whole thing. Yeah. 
Aerial in the sky. In the sky. Um, um, all right. Is that it? I think that we made it through. We do favorite. I think that's it. Favorite for the scene, most part. favorite character, really favorite line. Yeah. Yeah. What do we do? Favorites. Yeah. Favorite scene, favorite character, favorite line. Okay. Okay. You... I'll say mine. It's so easy. It's the Jesse one somebody yeah, loves. Yeah, that's my favorite scene, too. And there's nothing better. In the, yep. This movie. This movie is running at like an A minus for me. You know, it's it's like pretty good. And that's the scene that's just like, oh, it's 100 percent. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you see that and you're like, yeah, this kid gets 100 percent on their paper because that was incredible. So, yeah, it's amazing. It's just unfortunate because after that, I wanted the movie to get even better because that took it to a level that was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this is really good. And then it just kind of like yeah, the, fizzled out a little sec- bit, but it's still good. The second act is actually really good. Just not that great. The third act. Yeah, third act. So the first is the bad and one. second act are really good, and then the third really act good. is kind of like, okay, pretty good. Good ending. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's a it's an epic climactic ending. So, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny as a sequel, you know, that this is the this is the way that they went. It's good. It's it's an interesting yeah. sequel, but I love it. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm down with it. Um. Okay. Um. Uh. For my favorite character, I am going with Stinky Pete. Oh, yeah. I knew you would. I'm a big fan of Kelsey Grammer. I thought that he did a great job, and I think that his justification as the villain is spot on. This guy's been sitting there watching all these other toys get love and people caring about them, and nobody cares about him. And so I think that his actions are completely justified in his mind, and it's great. That's good. Yep. That's good. I got, you know. Well, if we wouldn't have talked about it, I probably wouldn't have thought so much into his life. Mm-hmm. You got it. I mean, you got you to take note of good villains. They're good. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as Hopper, but um, my favorite character is Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then that's the truth. No, I thought <laughs> I about Bullseye, too. I don't have another one. I love Bullseye. I love the introduction to him, and just he just creates a good dynamic with Woody and the cowboy having his horse. I just love it. Who's the, who would he be your, so cute? Who would be your uh, runner-up? Probably the... Uh, What's his name? Um, Gary the Cleaner. The old guy that fixes Woody. <laughs> Is the specimen ready for <laughs> reconstruction? <laughs> oh, gosh. Good work. Not Jesse. Not Woody or Buzz. See, mine would probably be Jesse. I think that it's funny because my top three are probably Bullseye, Jesse, and Stinky Pete. Yeah, they're the new great additions. Yeah, they're good. And I don't think that, like... I don't necessarily, like, love Woody, you know? Like, I think that Woody is just... I love Tom Hanks, and I think that yeah. the character of Woody is a good main character, but it's not like I'm, like, hanging on every word that Woody has. Um, I think that the the surrounding cast makes Toy Story as great as it is, you know? Yeah, and absolutely. And Buzz Lightyear is great, but he's also, like... This movie's entertaining with Buzz because there are multiple Buzz Lightyears. If it were just yep. the Buzz, yep. like we said, yeah, that we talked about, then he's just kind of, you know, a simplified version of himself. So yeah. Um. Okay. Favorite line. Oh boy. You have yours pulled up. You want to go? Here, I got mine. You go. So this is Stinky Pete. Uh, when oh. right is right after he locks them up, and he says, "Fair? I'll tell you what's not fair." 
spending a lifetime on a dime store shelf watching every other toy be sold. Well, finally, my waiting is paid off, and no hand-me-down cowboy doll is going to mess it up for me now. Such good justification for what he's doing. It's great. I love that line. I like that a lot. I was in. I was into that. I mean, there's other lines that I can. And it's Kelsey Grammer too. It's just, it's it's the delivery of it too. It's very nice. You know, it's really good. He's freaking good. Yeah. yeah. Mine is the conversation between Buzz and Woody. Um, Woody, stop this nonsense and let's go. Nah, Buzz, I can't go. I can't abandon these guys. They need me to get into this museum. Without me, they'll go back into storage. Maybe forever. Woody, you're not a collector's item. You're a child's plaything. You are a toy. For how much longer? One more rip and Andy's done with me? And what do I do then, Buzz? Huh? You tell me. Somewhere in that pad of stuffing is a toy who taught me that life's only worth living if you're being loved by a kid. And I traveled all this way to rescue that toy because I believed in him. Well, you wasted your time. I like that. It's emotional. Yeah, no, it's a good little dialogue between those two. It's great. Yeah. And it kind of like, you know, comes back to Buzz, you know, using lines that Woody had told him in the last movie yep. to justify yep. like to pep him, him up. staying with him. So it's good. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that at the end of the day, the the friendship is the focus between those two in the first movie. And I wish that they had noted on it a little bit more. In this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you want them to be like best buddies. Because now. they are separated for a majority of the movie. But I just, yeah, it's like that one scene they had a little bit like, but it's almost like you needed Woody to like take Buzz aside and be like, listen, man, like, I, I know, man, that this sucks, but like, I really got to do this. You know, like, because yeah. that, that line and that dialogue is good, but it's almost. Well, like you those, wasted your time. Those it's friends. Like, Come on, that's yeah, it's, jerk. It's like those friends needed yeah. even more out of that. So yeah, um, man, there there you go. That's Toy Story two, overall yes. good movie. Uh, Better than School of Rock? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. No, I yeah, I love School of Rock a lot. Joan Cusack. Oh, let's give Jack Black. Let's have him voice Bullseye. <laughs> then I'm yeah, in. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad at all. Yeah, Jesse and Jack. Oh, oh man, be good. Joan and oh, they'd be back. Joan and Jack. Yeah. Oh. They'd be back, Joan and Jack. Yes. Bing, bing, bing. This actually would have been before School of Rock, so School of Rock would have been yeah. the reunion for them. But School of Rock. School of Rock. I love School of Rock. It's so good. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think that's all I had to say about Toy Story 2. Yeah, me too. Pretty much. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a Toy Story 1 was the first in the, you know, I guess now series um so i think there was a lot to talk about there just with the making of it but having the same crew back i mean walking through this movie it's a good it's a good movie good movie well done hats off to them mm-hmm. yeah for them no, i mean they really pulled it out could have been a catastrophe could have been a straight to dvd thing and it ends up being a movie that's close to as good as the first so definitely yeah, successful for a sequel well, good job, David. <laughs> good podcast. Good job. Good podcast. Thank you to everybody that listens to us. Uh, please continue to share us and check us out on Instagram, Professor Jones Podcast, as well as Spotify, iTunes, any platform you uh, you listen on. To be honest, we're probably on there. So, Professor Jones, share to your friends, and uh, we're just going to keep on going with these Pixar films. Thanks a lot for listening.
Until next time, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. He's the rootin'est, tootin'est cowboy in the wild, wild west. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Ha, ha, ha.